Hi, I'm Britt Pham. And I'm Mac Harvey. And welcome to Sunday School. start off with a grounding moment as we always do on Sunday school. So go ahead and find a moment to pause whatever you're doing. If it feels safe and accessible, you can close your eyes. And we're going to bring some movement to our practice today. So go ahead and start with your wrists. We're going to roll them out nice and slow. Rolling in one direction for five, four, three, two, one, switch, five, four, three, two, one. Settle your hands somewhere comfortable and let's roll our ankles one direction for five, four, Three, two, one, switch, five, four, three, two, one, and settle, feet somewhere comfortable, and then we'll roll our neck out, just rolling back and forth in the front, five, four, three, two, one, and now back and forth in the back, five, four, three, two, one, settle your head in a comfortable position. We'll take a stabilizing breath in through your nose, let it be the biggest breath you've taken all day and out. And any last wiggles your body wants to take before you blink your eyes open and return. And let's get into it. All right, congregation, welcome back, everybody. How are you, Britt? I'm eating oranges with salt right now. Wait. I'm great. (laughs) Wait. Oranges? Like salt on your orange slices? Yeah. You've never seen me do this before? (laughs) No. Why? Because I eat salt with all my fruit. You don't know this about me? We've been friends for like a decade. More than a decade. I don't think I knew this. Yeah, I love eating salt with most of my fruit. Um, Like I'll eat salt with yellow nectarines or any kind of nectarines. Um, I'll dip green apples in salt if I'm not feeling like peanut butter. Um, I dip my oranges in salt. And then some people do watermelon in salt. I really like watermelon and tahini though, which I don't think is that unusual. Yeah, I think yeah, no, maybe, that is it's good. Like an, You're right. maybe it's an Asian thing. A lot of Asians eat like salt with 
or fruits because a lot of Southeast Asian fruits are like really citrusy. And so uh, dipping it in salt kind of makes them a little bit more sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm not judging as hard as I was initially, but <laughs> it's very interesting. So give it a shot. So Britt's having a snack. I am sitting here <laughs> in front of my space heater, feeling very warm. I worked out today and I just like have had a really relaxing day. Yeah. And what did you do last night? Because I think you have a weekly update for us. So I met up with a friend. Uh, my roommate and I went up, met up with this friend that used to work with us that we haven't seen in a while because he's been in this relationship and he kind of like isolated and like didn't really hang out with us while they were dating. Well, he just broke up with this with his girlfriend. And so he hit us up and he was like, I really miss you guys. Come hang out. So we went to his place and his uh, roommate joined us and the roommate and I kind of hit it off and had some major vibes and he got my number from my friend and we're going out for drinks tonight after I record this. I feel like it's so much nicer to meet people organically. When when you meet on a dating app, there's already this this like level that's set that's like, oh, well, we kind of know we're here for the same thing. dating sex whatever it may be and so when you go on a date with someone from a dating app everyone's putting their best face forward versus meeting someone in real life it's super casual you're meeting through friends like there's a little bit more of a authenticity there i i'm feeling like pretty confident and like i don't know i'm really just i think my like excitement is coming from you know going out with a person i didn't meet on the apps this like really random situation um and right from the beginning, like he learned kind of about me because I purposely brought up what I was looking for for in like relationships and that I was single. I was like, I want him to know I'm single. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we just had like a good baseline first meet that wasn't like surrounded by all this like will they won't they. It was just like, hey, I sensed a vibe. Do you want to go have drinks? And I was like, yes, yes, I would love that because I also found him very attractive and it's been a minute and I really need this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since what, Mac? I'm very touch starved right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I unintentionally manifested this for myself where I like really stepped away from the apps and like wasn't mm. looking. And then all of a sudden this guy showed up, this scrawny Harry Potter looking motherfucker just kind of fell into my life yeah no, so but... are you trying to bone tonight <laughs> yes okay yeah. cool yeah i kind of made that known what i want mm-hmm. i even said to my roommate on the drive home i was like he was pretty cute like i think there was a vibe and she was like oh yeah i think there was definitely a vibe um and then i get home like an hour later and he texted me <laughs> yeah. so he made it happen which yeah. i respect love that i also feel like what you said earlier that you maybe unintentionally manifested this and Mm. I think that's really true in a lot of ways because while you did take a step back from the dating app since the chef you also have been stepping into a lot of areas in your life finding this Mm. gym really taking care of yourself physically creating boundaries with people at work and just standing your ground a little bit more and not being so much of a people pleaser I just feel like you've really worked on expanding your life and like getting out there, not in the way that I think we all 
like think, think about when we hear that term. Like when people mm. say, got to get out there. Yeah. I just am filled with this sense of dread because I think it's like, oh, my God, I got to go to like parties and I got to like talk to people. Yeah. And I just don't want to. But I think you've just been really like following your joy and following the things that feel good for you. And that attracts more good shit in your life. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Regardless of where this goes, I think it'll be fun to explore myself within exploring another person and it's kind of just nice to be in those beginning stages where you don't know anything about the other person other than yeah. the good stuff <laughs> that's related to the topic today yeah i don't know if that was intentional but that was a great segue but first i want to hear what's going on with you what's got you um or what do you what's going on with you brit <laughs> i was trying to like rope it into whatever we were talking about Tell me what's I feel going like on. we record like so much more intentionally now. We're like, wait, that's not going to sound good in the edit. Let me I say know. that again. <laughs> Take a breath. Oh, God. We're Brit, professionals now. <laughs> we know podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a different week than you. Um, <laughs> okay, listen, I'm great. Life is good. <laughs> My life is so full. I'm so grateful. Abundance. In the Yay. grand scheme of things. <laughs> You know, my main weekly update and part of the topic of this episode is that Forerunner and I are about to go on our first international trip together. And we've been really excited about it for months and haven't had any time to plan it until like last week. And so <laughs> we finally sat down to kind of look at all the things that we may want to do. And Forerunner actually created this spreadsheet a while ago for us to plan this trip. And usually I'm the one that creates spreadsheets. I like fucking love spreadsheets. Yeah. I was going to say that's like the most Brit thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he created <laughs> it, I was like, wow, you created a spreadsheet. How exciting. <laughs> and at the same time, when I travel, I don't really plan my itinerary specifically all that mm. much, but I'm a pretty like chaotic, free spirited traveler, I would say. Yeah. But Forerunner has this way of planning trips that he's used before and he said it has really worked well for him. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's that sounds good to me. But we get to planning it the other night and I just felt this like mounting sense of resistance and like grumpiness <laughs> and like anger and frustration at the fact that like we were filling out this itinerary and he <laughs> could sense it and I could sense it. And I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. He said again, he was like, we don't have to do any of this. It's just what I found has worked. Yeah. We don't even have to plan the second half. And I was like, no, I understand. Like, ostensibly, your way of doing this is like the right way. I don't know why I'm being such a brat about this. I think that there have been a couple moments over the past few weeks that have been little like this where I felt annoyed or he's felt annoyed and like we can't quite tell like why or where it's coming from and maybe we address it or maybe we don't and that started to really worry me towards the end of this week and so I called mm. you yes <laughs> well I texted you and I was like I'm not having a good day and you were like do you want to talk and I was like yeah I just had the sense that like you just had some things to get off your chest and I'm so glad we did because it kind of inspired this episode like you said earlier it's all this kind of ties together into the topic of today that we're going to go, which I don't really know like what to call it in shorthand other than like being in relationships post 
a major period of growth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is was that what yeah, you call I'm it? sure we'll come up with something quippy throughout <laughs> the episode, like how to not be a bitch when you're trying to share space with somebody else. <laughs> so I shared what was going on with you. And I kind of realized that where a lot of this is coming from is that I'm preparing to live with somebody, a partner, for the first time in my life, and also preparing to live with another human for the first time in like almost four years. And that's really fucking scary and hard. Mm -hmm. And I just really started spiraling about like, am I giving up parts of myself by doing things his way or compromising on XYZ decisions about our home. Like I, I'm having a really tough time distinguishing between compromise and sacrifice. Cause I know that being in relationship with somebody, no matter romantic or platonic always comes with compromise, like deciding where to eat for dinner or things like that. Right. But yeah. I think that I started to really catastrophize and be like, Oh my God, like I'm going to have to do what somebody else wants to do, even though I don't really want to do it. And then I started <laughs> feeling really selfish and like a total brat because of it. Cause I don't like doing things that I don't want to do. Yeah. Mm. So now we're here and we're going to be talking about just what it's like to be in relationship after the last like two years of intense growth that we've both experienced. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to church on it. Do you want to start off this church segment by sharing with the congregation what you shared with me when I called you the other night in a full spiral <laughs> about compromising yes. with my partner? <laughs> well, it was really hard because, of course, my like, you know, best friend instincts kicked in and I like wanted to give you an answer and I wanted to like fix it. Well, um, I asked you, I remember uh -huh. asking you, I was like, Am I self-sabotaging right now? Yes. Like, am I lashing out because I'm scared about something? Because this feels unreasonable to me. Like, typically right. I can tell. I'm like, oh, well, I'm upset about this because of this and this and this reason. But I was like, there's no, like, legitimate reason for me to be upset right now about yeah. planning a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Being, like, really thorough about planning a trip. In, like, and then with the, th the whole thing with the Excel spreadsheets, I'm like, that's so you. Like, yeah. how are you having a hard time with this? You said something like, am I just spiraling and blowing this out of proportion? Or is this something I should, like, actually be concerned about? I said, have you noticed how being in relationships with people now is so much harder than it used to be before all this this fucking like two last two years of like growth and change and therapy and self-realization and self-breakdown <laughs> and self-build up like at, at post two years of that I don't think that either of us enter into any sort of agreement or relationship with the same you know laissez-faire as we used to like it's yeah. so much more like what am I giving up 
and am I willing to give this up instead of like for example I said to you like in my last relationship with the handyman I moved in with him after like two three months of dating and it was fine because I wanted to be with someone who wanted me Mm -hmm. and now I think both of us are finding and like with this situation with forerunner and you having to analyze like what you're gonna have to compromise on it's it's so much harder than it used to be because you have spent the last two years be growing your independence growing your self-knowledge and now you have to share that with somebody else and it's so much harder to give that up that freedom and independence than I think it used to be for us yeah I think that you are handling it in an appropriate way of just like really analyzing what you're compromising on and what you know you might be sacrificing to be in relationship with somebody I remember when you first said that to me and it kind of blew my mind because I'd never really considered it and I think it also applies to all kinds of relationships just not just romantic ones it's so much harder to form friendships with people at this stage in our lives because we're so much clearer on like what it is that we want, what brings us joy, what doesn't bring us joy. And I feel like the minute something in a new relationship feels off, I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't need that. And I already have my deep friendships that fill my cup. They just don't live locally to me. Yeah. But to go back to my relationship with Forerunner, I think you're totally right. Like I think you said earlier the the process of analyzing something and, and asking myself, what am I giving up and do I want to give it up here? That feels very dramatic and maybe yeah. more negative than I think we, we mean to make it. Um, I talked to my therapist about it and she also said being in a relationship with somebody is like a series of compromises. Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing to remember is that you also get something out of it as well. And yeah. when we were talking, something I realized was like, the spiral was coming from a place of fear and Mm. I don't want to live my life and make decisions, especially about my relationships and people I love from a place of fear. And what's really important to me is that I get new experiences and I get the opportunity to grow with another person and make a home and share space. And the things that I may compromise or give up are worth the things that I'm going to get out of this, mm. which is the new experiences, that opportunity to, to, to grow with somebody. Right. So I don't know, maybe what I'm getting at here is like, I'm learning how to not be so selfish. Like I think the last two years, I've worked so hard to be more selfish. Mm. I've worked hard to assert myself and ask for what I want and what I need and to claim my space and to love myself. And mm. I think that rebalancing from that, because maybe maybe that that period of my life was like an overcorrection from when I was like <laughs> extremely not that way. And so now yes. I'm like in this period of rebalancing and it's like really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and that 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 brought up this like thought that I've had for a while, like around like myself and like my views of dating, where like it used to be something that I needed because I didn't know how to be alone now like I don't know how to be 
not alone. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, how do I go back to that? I don't know if I can. Like, it's so hard because it, it's like all this positive growth. But now, like, maybe we've gone a little too far off the deep end then. Mm-hmm. And now we have to, like you said, I like that term rebalancing. All this made me think of this movie quote that I heard recently that I just really loved. When you're in relationship with people, you either need them or you choose them. Mm. And and being chosen is always better. But it's also harder to wake up and choose that person every day. Like you said, if it's like one little inconvenience that you're like, I could just walk away and yeah. not deal with the shit. But like yeah. also, we also kind of came to the decision in our conversation that like this isn't worth throwing all this away. What would you be missing out on? We, You don't even know what you'd be missing out on if you walked away. And I don't think that's what you want to do in your heart. No. Yeah, absolutely not. <clears throat> yeah, we got to that point in, in the, that conversation the other night where I was like, yeah, the only other option is walking away. And like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. My therapist also pointed something out to me. The rest of my life is incredibly structured and spreadsheets are always tied to work for me. and. I'm very particular about the way that I like to do my spreadsheets. (laughs) And I think I'm just learning that also being in relationship with someone is like giving up a lot of control. I think we've talked about this at different points in the podcast too. Um, It's like giving up control is really tough. And yeah, yeah. It basically is like coming full circle because we in the last two years all we've talked about is like growth change acceptance self-love like all these things and it's like this is still growth and this is still change it's just another avenue of it you know it's wow it's in relationship with other people now instead of just focused on me which i mean it still is inner focused because you are learning how to now be in relationship with people after you've become this entirely new person yeah because Mm -hmm. obviously the people that we used to be in our last relationships, like me in relationship with the handyman, was not the version of me that I wanted to be in relationship yeah. either. It didn't work. Yeah. And so now that we've done this, it's like, okay, well, now I've changed. Now I have to apply this to a relationship now. And that's fucking hard because other people's bullshit doesn't mix with <laughs> mine. And I have to figure out how to let it mix and just... let it be you know and it's hard to take a step back and do that this also has me thinking about something we we talked about recently with our friend phoenix about when to decide when to have a hard conversation and when to just let something go yes and i think this situation with forerunner has brought that up for me a lot because Mm. a big part of me is such an over communicator. I want to talk about every fucking thing and unpack every little bit there is to unpack and like yeah. grow every inch there is to grow. And I gave <laughs> the advice to Phoenix today where I was like, you know, just because there's an opportunity to grow doesn't mean you have to take it. And I yeah. can't take my own damn advice sometimes. And I also don't know <laughs> what the distinction is for me in situations like this still. Like I'm still trying to figure out like at what point do I have a hard conversation because there is growth to be had and it's an opportunity that I want to take and that will like be good for me versus when do I just shut the fuck up and let it go and just like acknowledge the things that are happening on my end, but know that it doesn't have to be like 
a whole thing. Right. And I'm really curious if that's come up for you at any point recently um, mm-hmm. and how you're making that distinction in your friendships and or romantic explorations. Uh, yeah, no. And I, I love that you brought this up because it was such a cool epiphany for Phoenix when she heard it from you. And then also <laughs> now we're like, OK, but now I have to follow that advice that I'm giving <laughs> out to people that I love. And uh, yes, it has come up, I think, if... Uh, if everybody remembers my story with the chef and how, you know, at first you and I were like, we, I need a conversation. Like he needs to tell me why and I need to know why he's not doing this. Because in my head, like when I, in that fired up state of like, but why though? Why, why don't you want to have sex with <laughs> but me? Why though? <laughs> but why homie? Like what happened? It was so good. Um, In my fired up state, I was like, I need to grow from this. And in order to grow from this, I need a straight answer and I need a conversation about this because that's the everything that we've done. You know, that's mm. how we have grown a lot in the last two years is like having deep conversations and starting a fucking podcast because of wanting to have deeper conversations, you know, like that's been our whole thing. Yeah. And then when I sat back and I was like, do I really need to dig deeper and find out why he's rejecting me? And the answer was no. And it was hard to take a step back and be like, do I put in the hard work or do I just step away? And like, in the end, the answer was stepping away because it just Mm. wasn't right. Even going on this date tonight in two hours, I'm going to be like, I'm entering into this date so much differently than I really ever have been in that, you know, I'm going to put my real self out there and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me and i'm not gonna bend those rules or you know bend what i want to fit that i think i want to cap all of this off by circling back to the choice element that i think you brought up earlier what i hear and what you just shared about harry potter <laughs> can't not laugh when we say that no name. i know i can't i can't wait to see what he looks like <laughs> I know I got to get a photo. (laughs) Um, What I took away from what you just said about Harry Potter is that you. (laughs) Sorry, can't stop laughing. (laughs) We're just going to go through it. We're just going to keep it in. I love it. You're choosing to maintain these set of boundaries and decisions for yourself. Mm. And choosing to not compromise if what he wants is something different than what you want. And I was journaling about all that's been coming up for me around Forerunner and us moving in together. And I was like, to myself (laughs) in my journal, (laughs) I was like, ultimately, I am making the choice to be in this relationship. And so that choice comes with a set of I don't want to say consequences because that sounds negative, but like every choice at life is a series of choices. And after each Mm. choice is a consequence or a repercussion or like ensuing, like whatever comes from from that choice. And then you make more choices. Right. That ripple effect. I remember you saying something like, I just don't know if I'm making the right decisions in my life. And I Mm. think that's something that's like so scary is like, what is the right path? What's the wrong path? Is this decision the right decision? And I think the decision that you make is the right decision. 
Yeah. Because the decision you make is the decision you make. They yeah, no exactly. Right wrong about it. There's no, there's no choose your own adventure. You know, like you can't be like, <laughs> oh, I actually didn't like that. Let's go back and Let's go do back. the other way. Yeah. I wish, but yeah. like, yeah, the, the, the path you choose is the path you choose. And that's yeah. just what was meant to be. That, that actually reminds me that kind of another thing that we discussed was like, a deep fear I have about my relationship and the like very real decisions that are coming up for me is that I'm going to end up a few years down the line looking back being like, fuck, did I make the wrong decision? Did I give up too mm. much of myself? Did I lose part of myself to this relationship? Because I've done that before with other relationships. And mm -hmm. like you said, the decisions I make are the decisions I make and where I end up is where I end up and I can choose to see it as the wrong thing or that I did all the made all the wrong choices or I can just choose to be like this is where I'm at what am I going to do now yeah and, what's the next choice <clears throat> yeah and I talked to my therapist about this as well and she was basically like I have no concern that you are going to give up parts of yourself because she's been I've been working with this therapist for almost three years now and wow. she was like I have seen you grow so much I have seen you become who you are today there's no concern whatsoever that I have that you're going to be giving up parts of yourself and there is a difference between compromising with someone you love and co-creating solutions together mm -hmm. versus giving up parts of yourself and there's no yes. world where forerunner right now is like demanding i give up parts of myself i'm just like no <laughs> and being uh melodramatic. no he's no he's a sweet baby angel who is also <laughs> just living his life but like he is also compromising parts of himself to be with mm -hmm. you you know it's it's double-sided and i think like yeah. both of you are choosing to move forward on this way and the fact that he's 100 percent in i think is amazing i i love that you said that because i literally had that thought today i mm. i had a nice conversation with him yesterday about all of this where i was yeah. really upfront with him and i was like i just like i've worked so hard on like loving myself and like coming to this place <laughs> and i'm just like really scared to like give that up yeah. it's really difficult and he and like the most forerunner calm voice was just like well i feel the exact same way i just want you to know it's hard <laughs> But, you know, at the end of the day, I want to have this experience with my partner and that's what matters. And like we all compromise things and and that's just what it's like to like share share a life with somebody and like come together and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that was so mature. <laughs> I know I'm like shaking my head right now. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, forerunner. So Libra of him. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with compromising there's nothing wrong with doing something that someone else wants even if mm. you don't 100 want it i think we do live in like a culture a wellness culture self-discovery culture that we're part of that's always like yeah. if it's not 100 percent, don't do it like if it's you know and i and i do subscribe to that a lot of the times like if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no yeah but i think that our world has become a lot more expansive <laughs> And there's a lot more gray area. Um, yeah. And it's just up to us to know ourselves enough to know when enough is not enough is enough. And when yeah. we are willing to create something new, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I mean, I, it, we've had this conversation before, I think on previous episodes that like you, the whole, you know, idea of like, you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. Like that's kind of bullshit because you need to know yourself, I think, but like loving yourself is not just like linear. You made it to the finish line. Now, congrats. You love yourself forever. Like, no, <laughs> that's forever going to be changing. Wait, what? You're forever changing. <laughs> you're like, wait, but no, I did it. <laughs> I did it though. <laughs> It'll never be hard again. <laughs> that's kind of what was coming up for me while you were talking about that is like, you know yourself and you know what you're going to put up with and what not to put up with. Yeah. And that's as much as you need. And I think like in this life, like with jobs, with friends, with any decision you have to make in any capacity, you're stepping into the unknown. And like, how are you going to know until you do it? You're just yeah. not going to know. Yeah. But in the end, it was the decision that you yeah. needed to make. The last thing I want to say before we wrap up this church mm -hmm. segment is that I'm really – realizing how much of a practice of presence being in relationship in deep relationship with people is because mm. I think you anyone listening to this can tell that I was catastrophizing a lot of this very small thing that happened <laughs> and like making it mean a lot of things about my and forerunners relationship and yeah. looking down the line and wondering what if, and then coming back here and being like, well, maybe this isn't going to work. But that process, and I think we all do this, is like I said earlier, living and making choices from a place of fear, fear of the future, yeah. fear of the what ifs. And that's just not really a game I'm interested in playing in any part of my life. And so yeah. there's this constant presence practice of presence and being like where am I now and what am I going to create now and choose now to move mm. forward and forward and forward into like you said the unknown and even beyond that unknown it's just like what doesn't exist yet because I'm creating it in the moment yes and mm. I think that's a really healthy practice to um to remember for for any part of life and I'm just learning a lot about that recently it's really hard that's really hard. All of someone hard. give me the, the the map. Tell me, tell me what's gonna happen. I want to know. Tell for me, sure. what, just tell me what to do, Father. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else to say on this? No, I don't think so. I think we've spiraled enough. Okay. So long. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have a weekly assignment. Um, I want you to look back on, you know, past relationships. And that could be like romantic or platonic, um, any type of relationship you found yourself in that affected you greatly. And I want you to reflect on how you would go about it differently as a completely different person today. Because it really helps me to look back on those and be like, wow, I would absolutely do that differently as a person today. And it's just kind of cool to reflect on. So reflect on your past relationships, kind of dissect what you do differently and 
what uh, I guess like give yourself a chance to like be proud of the growth that you've had mm. by looking back on those moments. Mm. That's a good one. Thank you. Speaking of practicing presence, a practice that I have been doing for the past, I want to say like 15 to 20 weeks at this point has been Mm. something called morning pages. It's a practice from this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron that I just finished with some friends. And morning pages is where you wake up every single morning and the first thing you do before anything else is you write three pages stream of consciousness. Mm. Like whatever comes to mind, even if it's just, I have nothing to write, I have nothing to write over and over and over and over again. Perfect. Mm. I have found it such a great way of clearing the lens on my life and really getting to where I'm at in that moment that morning. And I would invite everyone listening to this as a weekly assignment to just do one page stream of consciousness every single morning before you do anything. Just see how that goes. Really just Mm. practice being present with yourself as you're writing and letting what needs to come out come out through the page. Um, Before we close out, I have a question for Britt. Well, this is to close us out. For all of you, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to hear people's uh, opinions on this. Um, I found the creator. So uh, I think you sent me this TikTok. The creator is uh, Jake Dayton. His handle is Jake Dayton one. Um, And he comes up with some pretty fun questions. And there was one that you sent me that I really liked. Um, So I want everybody listening to picture. Let's go with like, you know, a celebrity or like some some hot celebrity right now that you're really into your celebrity crush. Picture that person. Um. Now, here's the scenario. You're out at a bar. You're feeling yourself. The night's going great. And you look over at the bar and you see your celebrity crush there. And in the scenario that your celebrity crush is single, available, and looking to date, okay? If they're married, no, they're not. Um, So you (laughs) see your celebrity crush and you're like, oh, my God, I'm feeling myself tonight. I am going to put it all out there. And so you walk up to the bar right next to your celebrity crush and you guys start hitting it off. Like you start really vibing, conversation, super solid, flirty, touchy, loving it. And then your crush looks at you and goes, hey, I live just like right around here. Would you want to come back to my place? And you're like, yes, absolutely let's go so as you guys are walking out of the bar you run into your aunt (laughs) who is at this bar also and your aunt goes oh my god i'm so happy that you got the chance to meet your cousin like first cousin and so the realization hits you that this celebrity that you have a major crush on that you've had this chemistry with tonight is also your first cousin now here's the question if no one would know about it, no consequences, no, you know, STDs, no pregnancies, no anything like that. <laughs> um, if no one was going to know about it and you could walk away from this clean, would you still go home with your newly found first cousin slash celebrity crush? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 100%. No hesitation. <laughs> I remember on the TikTok, he was like, this one really gets the conversation going and a lot of people struggle with it. And I was like, 
Oh, oh, um, <laughs> it was a hard yes immediately. Now, who is, I wanted... who is your crush? Who's okay, your crush? um, mine was Robert Pattinson. No, mine too. <laughs> I was between him and Kristen Stewart. Ooh, but yeah. Kristen Stewart from that movie where she's like in that submarine and there's like a like oh um, underwater an HP Lovecraft uh monster haunting her. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I think it would have to be like Edward Robert Pattinson. <laughs> really? I was going to say like today Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like Batman Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's really found himself. He really has, but he's still that like, I don't give a fuck, like weird yeah. dude. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say it'd either be Robert Pattinson or my other uh, girl crush is Zoe Saldana right now. Mm. And yeah, she's a babe. So one of those two, but hard yes. <laughs> Don't judge us, everybody. <laughs> Tell us, you know, your, we want to know your celebrity crush and whether or not you would hook up with them knowing 100% that they're your first cousin. So, you know our answers. You know we're <laughs> freaks, but let's hear about you. <laughs> all right, we got to go now. Our mom's here. <laughs> we love you all. Take care of yourself. Amen. Amen. Sunday School was created by me, Britt Pham. And me, Mac Harvey. Our theme music is originally by Caleb Spaulding and remixed by Annie Klang. The music you hear during our grounding breath are crystal singing bowls, composed and played by Jackie Cantwell. This episode was edited by Danielle Costa. You can find us on Instagram at Sunday dot school school is spelled s x h o o l thanks rad chicka chicka